I'm Jordan Belfort, and this is Sales School. It's not like the straight line created those elements. Those are naturally occurring elements in any situation of influence. They must, those five core elements. So, so I call them the five core elements of the straight line system. I'll repeat them. Number one, they must love your product. Number two, they must trust and connect with you, the salesperson. Definition of action threshold is it is the essentially it's the level of collective certainty that any individual prospect needs to be at before they say yes. In other words, how certain does a person have to be about the product, about you and the company before they naturally are inclined to say, yeah, I'll do it. I have a low action threshold, meaning, yeah, I can be reasonably certain and um, sure, I'll do it. Yeah, I'll buy it, why not? I like to buy shit, right? My father, the opposite, he's like, I'm not buying anything unless I'm damn fucking certain, right? Unless I trust the salesman, know him. So my father's got a high action threshold, I have a low one, right? It'll lower someone's action threshold if it's too high, because what someone has a high action threshold, what they say is, let me think about it. That's, what they, that's, why they, that's why the objections pop up typically, right? So it's got a very high action threshold and they're just not certain enough yet, right? And that last element, number five, is your pain threshold that essentially people tend to buy quickly when they're feeling pain. I don't mean pain like a pinch pain, meaning emotional pain, anguish, uncertainty, fear. They're like, uh, 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 they're out of control about something. They want to get back in control. That's what you do when you sell. You put them back in control of their lives by giving them a product that solves a pain point. Okay? So those, I call them the five core elements of the straight line system. But here's the deal. Whether you're using the straight line or not, they still exist, right? So what happens is if you're not using the straight line and you're unaware of them, it takes you many calls until you accidentally line them up. That's the difference. That's why we can collapse time with the straight line because we're deliberately going after these five core elements in a methodical way, in a way that the Best closers in the world do it naturally. So essentially what the straight line represents, and what I hear often is, oh my God, from great sales, and I, I, that's exactly what I do. You just wrote down what I do, yeah. Exactly, the system is, represents what great salesmen do naturally. It allows anyone to do that. So let's go through these steps one by one, okay? And I'm gonna give you the broad overview today of these steps, we'll dig into them each week, okay? Number one, always the first step in Every sale is what? You must, and everyone should know this by now, you must take immediate control. You must take control of the sale. Why? Because without control, you can't line up anything. <laughs> Get it? They're in control. There, because if you want to do things in a predictable fashion, let me go back. The words that actually preceded me inventing this straight line, what hit me is I looked at my 12 guys and said, don't you guys get it? Every sale's the same. They're like, what? I'm like, every sale's the same. Watch, it's a straight line. And I drew the straight line on the board. What I meant by that was that I, as a, as a world-class national salesman, 
I line up these same elements every time the same way because I'm in control. So I take control of the sale. I take immediate control. Okay, I'm not going to explain even how to do it today because most of you already know we'll reinforce it next week or the week after. But the point is, this is about just broad overviews right now, right? You take immediate control by, you know, very clearly, by sounding sharp as attack, enthusiastic as hell, an expert in your field. And that last one, an expert in your field, this is the linchpin because people, we've been taught since we yay be to defer to experts. When we are in the presence of someone we perceive to be an expert, we defer, we give up control, okay? So you must take control. Why? Because that allows you now to line up the elements in a predictable fashion, the same way every time. The second step, and this is important, is we use this control, not to ba 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 to become a talking head. The mistake people make is, oh, this is when you take control, you want to talk, talk, talk. No, you want to use that to ask questions. We gather intelligence. We ask a certain set of questions to find out not just if our prospect needs our product, but if they can afford our product, what their beliefs are, what their values are, what their hierarchy of values is, what their pain point is, their main pain point, their secondary pain points. We identify all their major important data that decide A, whether they should go down the straight line, can we help them, and B, are they qualified, and where their pain lies, right? And then as we do that, we simultaneously get into massive rapport, right? On both a conscious and unconscious level. We build rapport on a conscious and unconscious level by engaging in a technique called active listening. And through the use of tonalities, when we ask all questions, we use certain tonalities that show that number one, you care. And number two, you're just like them, that you understand them, you, you process things the same way, you feel their pain, okay? There's certain tonalities that we use that allow us to fall into tight rapport, and then we also have our, most importantly, active listening, meaning that when we ask a question and someone responds, we're not like, uh-huh. Uh-huh. We're like, ah, uh, ooh, uh-huh, mm, mm-hmm, yep, got it. We give them the, ah, yep, ooh, yes, yeah, uh-huh, ooh. So you, you, you converse with them as they're, uh-huh, yep, got it. makes sense. And you finish their sentences sometimes. You know what they're going to say. That shows that you're an expert, but most importantly, builds massive rapport. And when you're done with this sort of double-headed monster of gathering intelligence and building rapport, Next step is your straight line transition. This is where you essentially, you decide whether or not the person should continue down the straight line. Can you help them? If the answer is yes, you say, well, Jim, based on what you said to me, this is a perfect fit for you. Let me tell you why. If not, you say, Jim, you know, honestly, I really can't help you. It's not, this is what I have here. It doesn't really, it's not gonna help you out. I wish you, you know, great luck. Maybe you can go send them somewhere else, but don't try to sell someone who you can't help. It's not ethical, you're wasting your time, or if they're not interested, just don't, don't force the square peg down the, into the round hole, okay? But assuming they are interested, then next, the next step of the syntax is we make our straight line presentation. And this is where we begin the process, by the way, of lining up those first three core elements, that they must love the product, trust and connect with you, and trust the company that stands behind the product. And again, we frame we don't front loan, we frame, okay, 
because we're going to end, we always end our presentation with a few things. So step six is, step six is we're going to ask for the order for the first time. We ask for the order. Now, on top of that, I want to add a couple of things there. Number one, remember, whenever possible, we want to end with urgency before we ask for the order. And remember your overarching equation of energy in, benefits out. Meaning that when you frame this all in your old training, is going to the library. I'm not going to repeat it today, right? Just very quickly, when you frame a closing scenario, it's very simple to get started. And this, you're going to get this benefit. Remember, reset your benefits. And you ask for the order and you shut up. Right? That, this step six here, closes out the front half of the sale. That's it. Front half of the sale is closed. Right? Now, three things can happen. They could say yes, and they buy. One is in a lay down sale, no objections, right? <clears throat> B, they can say no, right? I'm not interested. Or three, they could say maybe. Now, yes, that lay down is pretty rare. You don't get them that often when you're selling, but they happen sometimes. Yeah, I wanted they just almost pre-sold, right? No is even rarer, by the way, because remember, you would have already weeded out the people who weren't interested in. You get it? They weren't interested. You, you, you're not, you don't want to be presenting to people who don't want your product. You get it? You don't want to do it. It's pointless, right? Maybe is all the common objections that we hear. Let me think about it, call you back, blah, blah, blah. And for them to quickly go through this before we run out of time here, is number seven is we're gonna deflect the initial objection, meaning we don't answer it head on, deflect the initial objection. I hear what you're saying, but does the idea make sense to you? Do you like the idea? Don't worry about the tonality, it's not the right tonality, I just wanna lay this out, we're gonna deflect the objection, and then what we do is we're gonna run our first looping pattern meeting we essentially now watch let me draw the straight line out for you here watch this is the straight line not that straight because my shoulders i can't even hold my shoulder that long this is your open this is your close right is your dotted lines above and below the line right the front half of the sale say and it's not really a half it's usually a third right ends right there right when someone says let me think about it what that means they're not certain yet not certain enough so we need to essentially loop back into presentation mode we go back and we essentially resell them remember the first your present your initial presentation your initial present is about framing meaning that you don't throw the kitchen fucking sink at them that's not how you close at a high level. It doesn't work. People can only take so much. People don't go from, uh, uh, imagine the certainty scale, right? Here's a one, here's a 10. This is absolute certainty. They love your product. This is where they think it's absolute uncertainty, the biggest piece of shit in the world. Biggest piece of shit, best thing since sliced bread, right? That's the continuum right there, right? When someone says to you, yeah, it sounds pretty good. That's not a 10. They're like, you say, yeah. Hey, do you like that? They say, yeah, it sounds pretty good. It's like a five or a six. So what you need to do is you need to loop back and make them more certain. Say things to them. Show them documents, sales aids, right? That's what you're doing when you loop back. You are increasing someone's level of certainty. 
And this is the key, guys, to closing at a high level, is that you essentially, untrained salesmen, at best, by the way, they think, I have to make a great presentation, and I just got to pressure someone to buy. That's not what happens. You frame your presentation, and you keep representing, 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 and each time you tell them more, after they keep saying, let me think, let me call you back, you get them closer and closer to that level of, which is, by the way, where they're, okay, step eight, well, now you're looping. Your goal when you loop is to bring their level of certainty above their action threshold. So when you ask for the, so here you're gonna loop once, right? And you run this loop. And again, we're gonna dig into this in the following, so I'm not gonna get specific here, right? Every loop always ends with you asking for the order. Each time you ask for the order, they can do what? They can say yes, no, or maybe. Well, again, no is pretty much out of the equation. So it's like yes or another objection. If they say yes, you have a closed sale and you're done. If they say another objection, what you do very simply is you're gonna loop back again. So every time they hit your objection, you're looping back and representing, strengthening your case, making them more and more certain. You get it? On both a logical and an emotional. There's two types of certainty. Hopefully you know that by now. If you don't, that's another subject we'll deal with in the following weeks to come, right? But remember, you keep looping back and looping back. Now, in terms of the actual syntax, watch. After this first loop on the second, so you're gonna keep running, every loop ends with you asking for the order. If they don't say yes, they give you another objection, you're gonna run another loop, except this time you're gonna lower their action threshold. There's a pattern that we use. I'm not gonna get into it right now because it's in the old trains and I'll dig into it next week. That's probably what I'll do, do next week, right? Is you, you lower their action threshold. And again, you're gonna always end the loop with asking for the order. Then next loop, number 10, is gonna be you're gonna add on pain. And again, this is pain as the part of your loop and end with asking for the order. So every loop always ends with you asking for the order. In this loop, you insert the action threshold lowering strategy. In this loop, you, this loop use the action threshold strategy. In this next loop, loop number three is your pain addition strategy. And then after that, you can keep running loop at the buy. You can keep going and going and going. But again, that's a matter of how many loops you want to run, separate issue, okay? The point is, now we get to step 11, which is, right, depending on how many loops that you ran, right, where either you close the deal or you end the call. They didn't buy it through a certain number of loops, right? Now, I'll get into the subject of callbacks, and if you want to set up a callback, separate issue here. I'm just going to go through the syntax here. And if you close, you, you end the call, they didn't buy from you. But if they bought, now you end, go to customers for life strategies. This is where you're going to add on your strategies now for getting referrals, for getting repeat buys from the same customer. So there's a whole new set of strategies that kick in in step 12. If they buy, now we go into phase two of the straight line, which is developing customers for life. How do you get them to buy from you again and again and again? Turn a one-time buyer into a long-term raving fan who gives you a massive number of referrals. And that's the syntax of the straight line, guys. <laughs>